Hello everyone and welcome back to Non-Circular Nerds. Tonight, we're here to turn over a new leaf. Well, not, not necessarily us, but the villains that we're going to be talking about who reform their lives. But, as always, I'm Tim, joined by my buddy Ian. How's it going, buddy? Hey, things are going pretty well over here. Uh, it's been uh, kind of a capstone of a week. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's fairly normal for us, so... Um, pushing on through life, limb, and uh, whatever else is going on. Uh, yep. You know, uh, kids are uh, kids are kids, and you know, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Into the future. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I see. I see. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to make sure that I I spoke that rather than sing song it because I don't want to get sued. Exactly. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, anyway, yes, uh, enough of the pleasantries, uh, on to the fun stuff. Uh, so tonight, as, uh, Timothy said, we are going to be talking about the villains that turned hero, or at least turned over a new leaf, or for a while, uh, turned over a new leaf. Um, it seems to be kind of common in comic books that, you know, a villain will turn hero, and then turn villain, and then turn hero, and then turn villain, and then turn anti-hero, and then turn anti-villain, yep. and then turn anti-villa hero, and... It, it gets complicated. Or sometimes somebody else will take up the name. Like, there have been some where people have, characters have been villains, they die, a new person takes up that name and becomes a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of talked about that previously before when we referred to the Red Hood. Um, you know, uh, it was a persona that uh, Joker's original character uh, used, and then Jason Todd took that up um, as a villain, uh, as a hero, then villain, then anti-hero. So... He, he, he's kind of been around he, the block. He's hit the gamut, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, um, so let's go ahead and jump into the list. I think uh, last time when we talked about uh, uh, heroes turned villain, I believe I let you go first. So yep. I think this time I'll go ahead and lead the charge. Uh, so, um, you know, one of them, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this one out there just because of how much it infuriates me. Uh -oh. uh, but we will go with uh, Morbius, the living vampire. <laughs> Um, and the only reason that this it's morbid time, me, Ian. Yes, it's morbid time. The only reason that this infuriates me so much is because of the absolutely abysmal Sony movie that uh, uh, Jared Leto starred in. Um, and as anybody who listens to the podcast knows, I absolutely loathe Jared Leto. <laughs> it's I think true. He really does. I think he's a hack, and I think he's absolutely worthless as an actor. <laughs> but. Uh, moving on, so the character of Morbius uh, is obviously known as the Living Vampire, and, uh, you know, fun facts for you guys, they referred to him as the Living Vampire due to strict censorship laws and uh, some of the ways that um, Marvel was trying to handle their properties, because vampires are, you know, known as undead, they didn't want to refer to him as undead due to censorship, so he was known as the Living Vampire, Right. even though... I mean, it, it, there's no difference between him and any other vampire. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a genetic mutation thing, but I mean, like, he's a vampire. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, he drinks human blood. I mean, he, that's part of his characterization. But yep. uh, Morbius was one of those uh, uh, living vampires, vampires, villains that turned uh, hero. He was an adversary for both Spider-Man and Blade. Uh, so, um, which is interesting again because of how you know, hardcore Blade can be uh, in his mech in his methods, and the fact yep. that he that Morbius was able to survive uh, going toe to toe with with Blade. Right. Um, so you know, he eventually kind of turned a new leaf and became a bit of an anti-hero. 
not really uh, heroic, but, you know, doing it for the right reasons rather than selfish reasons. Right. Um, still considered a bit of a vigilante, though, so... Uh, but that fits in with Spider-Man's persona, because Spider-Man's a bit of a... You know, he's a vigilante of his own... He's a menace. He's a menace. Give me pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, finish our Morbin time and, uh, turn it over to you. What do you got? Well, one that, uh, again, kind of following that trend of on-again, off-again villain hero, Catwoman. A long-time mm. adversary to Bruce Wayne Batman. Long-time love interest. Kyle. Yep, long-time love interest of Bruce Wayne Batman. Um, was his betrothed at one point. The wedding got called off. But, I mean, she has been... I don't want to say that she's self-serving, but I mean, she that's she kind of is. She does what is best for her at that time. If it's best for her to commit crime, steal stuff, she's going to do it. If it's best for her to, you know, help out to stop crime, she'll do it. Um, so, I mean, she it's been, she's been very varied over the years as far as whether she's a hero or a villain. And it really does depend on the writer, the comic arc. But I mean, that, that's true with a lot of the characters we're going to be talking about. Um but she was one of the the more well-known ones. Uh, so I figured I'd, I'd put her first on my list just to kind of get the the obvious DC one out of the way. Um, but I mean, she's been uh, she's been a long, long time Batman character. I mean, even you know going back from early, early Batman comic appearances to well, I mean, even a character in Adam in the Adam West Batman. TV I was just series. gonna say, yep, yep. I was just gonna she say was, that. You know, she's a very popular, very, very strong yes. character. You know the. Um, portrayals of her have varied over the years. Um, Halle Berry's Catwoman kind of fell. F that one didn't land on its feet. Um, <laughs> very nice, very nice. We'll, we'll just say that. But you know, there have been other characterizations that have been very popular, and and uh, Selena Kyle is, uh, you know, again, kind of that more anti-hero these days. You yeah, know? anymore. Villainous does villainous things, but she never does anything to be. I would say villainous. Right. She, she does bad you. things, but she's not a bad... Just because you are a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy. <laughs> um, thank you, Satine. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, she um, she does bad... Again, she does bad things, but I wouldn't say she's villainous. She doesn't kill yeah. anyone. She doesn't, typically. you know, threaten anyone. Typically. You know, typically. You know, she's not making bomb threats against people. Yeah. I mean, will she will she hang someone over a ledge by her whip? Yes. Yeah. You know, Sometimes her and Batman do that. I mean, well, usually when they're also tied at the hip and making smoochy smoochy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, Swear <yeah>. to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. So I mean, a uh, Catwoman. I mean, it's still a, a very fan favorite character on the DC side and a. You know, pretty pretty high profile, recognizable character, I'd say. Yeah, I would say so. So, all right, what do you got for your second one? So, I'm actually going to go for a twofer for my second one. Um, it's going to be a duo, uh, uh, not the dynamic duo, but a different duo. <laughs> um, it's going to be a different duo. So, it's going to be the brother and sister combination of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay, all right. So they're usually pretty well tied. They were, at least in their original portrayals, they were pretty well tied at the hip. You know, their brother and sister, the children of Magneto, depending on the universe, maybe yeah. lovers. Yeah, oh, that one That one was a little icky. 
Yeah, Ultimates kind of went off the deep end with some yeah. of their darkness. Um, in this case, really dark and creepy. Yeah. Um, but uh, both of the characters, uh, Wanda Maximoff and Pietro Maximoff, uh, have been on again, off again heroes and villains, both being members of the uh, Brotherhood of Mutants. Yep. Um, you know, both being allied with the X Men and other heroes. I mean, uh, Scarlet Witch was part of the Avengers for a while. Uh, so they're both in that kind of realm of, of, of hero villain. It really kind of, it's the flavor of the week type thing with them. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously Wanda had her, her big villainous kind of moment in house of M. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, she, that was more of like a grieving process type thing. Like she, you know, she was obviously devastated by some of the things that had happened in her yeah. life. Oh, absolutely. And that, like, she did what she did. Um, so it's hard to really say that that was a villainous thing to do in, in that, in that sense. I think she was, she was really acting in, in a belief that one, she was grieving and two, she was trying to make the world a better place. But, right. um, and you know, obviously they, they both have contention with their dad, uh, from time yeah, to time. Just a little. But yeah. Yeah. No, just, just, just a little bit, but you know, and Pietro again has done some heroic things, but he also, I mean, he also, of the two, he's probably the most anti-hero of the two. Right, yeah. You know, still very self-serving, very egotistical, very much, you know, I'm gonna do this, but I, you know, I expect a paycheck at the end of it. Type. Right. You know, so. He'll do it if it suits him. Yes, exactly. You know, Wanda can be a little bit more altruistic. I would say. Um, but Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Anyway. All right. On to you. Well, for my next one, this is actually uh, one of my former obscure, now more well-known DC characters, uh, Plastic Man. <laughs> so who actually started off uh, as a, as a petty crook. Um, and, you know, now, nowadays Plastic Man is well-known as a, a respected member of the Justice League. Um, powers and a very frequent guest on the cartoon Batman: The Brave and the Bold, I believe. Yeah, he was on, he was on there quite a lot. Um, and I think a lot of the the cartoon cameos that he has done have kind of helped uh, make that character more well known. Uh, I I would love to see a just goofy you know Plastic Man live action movie. Um, give me Bruce Campbell thirty years ago. <laughs> And I, you've got your plastic man. I mean, honestly, um, you really do. But I mean, he, he uh, is he is. A lot of people say, "Oh, well, that's just you know the DC Mister Fantastic." Well, when we talked about Reed Richards a little bit last night, uh, well, not last night, but on our last episode, um, and uh, while Reed is incredibly intelligent, smartest man in the world, allegedly, he's also very aloof. Very, he does what he, he's going to do what he thinks is best, regardless of how other people feel. Plastic Man, while he is, you know, fairly fairly intelligent, nowadays he is a tried and true hero. He will go so far as to sacrifice himself, you know, to to do good. But started off as somebody that, you know, Batman would have, you know, cuffed on the streets and left tied up somewhere for robbing a bank or, you know, you know, mugging a uh, a corner store or whatever. So I mean, his his time as a villain uh, compared to his time as a hero was relatively short. But I still, I still think he falls in the category of villain turned hero. 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, admittedly, I don't know as much about the the character other than some of his appearances on Batman: Brave and the Bold. Um, but uh, you know, he was always a fun type character, very oh, yeah. goofy kind yep. of. You know, very that goofy. that more comic uh, comic relief type character than he was. Um, oh yeah. You know, anything else? Obviously, has you know, is a very powerful character just due to his stretching abilities and invul you know nigh invulnerability. Due right, shape shifting. Like there, there yeah. was there was one comic I saw where uh, there was just a, a single panel where there was some kind of security door or something that like the lock was apparently unpickable, and you see him stick one of his fingers in there and just balloons up his hand to where it fills every crevice in this locking mechanism, turns it and unlocks it, and then he looks at the security camera where whoever was watching him, and he's just holding up his middle finger in the shape of a really weird key, and he said, I got it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm yep. like, you know what, yeah, I, I'm, I'm for that. So, yep. moving on to our uh, third round now, what do you have from the Marvel camp? So, I'm going to go with uh, Emma Frost uh, of the X-Men. Um, long-time villain. Very notorious villain, actually. Yes. As, one of the founders, as one of the founders of the Hellfire Club. Um, one of the most powerful telekinetics um, in, in in the Marvel Universe, well, I believe. She's, she's considered a telekinetic or telepath? Telepath, sorry. Yes, telepath. Um, I believe she's a, considered an Omega-level mutant. I believe uh, so, yeah. In, in, in her own right, so... Um, you know, very powerful telepath. Yes. Um, also, you know, one of the more uh, provocatively dressed of the uh, of the X Men. But you know, I mean, that's that's Emma's personality. She yep. very much has this femme fatale, uh, you know, arrogance about her, and right. she has every right to have some level of that arrogance. Right. Um, also, has the ability to turn herself into a into diamond. Um, so part of a play on her name because she, you know, frost and she looks frosty, um, right? And she's also very cold uh, yep. as a person. Yep. Well, I, but, I think uh, that like originally in the comics, uh, when she would assume her diamond form, she couldn't use her telepathy, so it's kind of a double-edged sword. She would be near invulnerable, but couldn't use kind of her, her name or her her title power, you know, of telepathy. Right. But I, mean, I, I don't know if that's still the same in the comics now. I mean, it's 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 a neat hook that she has, like, a secondary power that inhibits her first power. You don't really see... You don't see a whole lot of characters from the Marvel camp that have, you know, two distinct powers like that that can't operate at the same time. So that's kind of kind of a unique thing for her as a character. Yeah, and I think she still maintains that, that same um, limitation of herself, which... Uh, but... You know, she did eventually turn over a new leaf. She wound up joining the X-Men, yep. especially when Charles Xavier went into a coma. Um, yeah. You know, has fought against Jean Grey and the Phoenix Force multiple times. Yep. Uh, and in comics, she actually married uh, Cyclops. Uh, they're, they're a thing. A yeah, for a period of time. Um, they were married. I believe they even maybe had a child. I can't quite remember. I, I think um, in one of the timelines they did. Yeah, so, you know... She was you know, still maintained that same kind of level of aloofness and coldness to a lot of people, but was still in in her in all right, still a very loving wife to to Scott, and uh, you know was uh, you know one of, became one of the mainstays of the X Men for a very yeah. long time. And I, I I think she like as far as in the current continuity, I think she, she still is. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. So uh, anyway. Uh, next on your list. Well, I mean, if, if we're going to talk blonde bombshells, 
I would be remiss if I didn't mention the one and only Harley Quinn. Very much a fan favorite character. Um, You know, obviously, you know, famously started off as what was supposed to have been a one-off character in Batman the Animated Series as Joker's sidekick became so popular, they brought her back and kept bringing her back. So she actually debuted as an animated character before she made her comics debut. And to this yeah, day is still... Oh, good. Yeah, one of the few characters that actually have done that um, in many respects. I believe it was her and I believe Two-Face. Oh, didn't he, did he not uh, no, I, also I, debut? I, a, I, I thought he debuted as a... Comic, no, I, th- as I, th- a I think uh, it was in the comics first, I think. I'm not sure. Well, we'll check. But, um, but no, I mean, you know, she, like I said, famously started off as Joker's sidekick slash girlfriend. And comic writers, to their credit, you know, years later, broke that off because, like, you know, anybody that was reading it realized she wasn't really important to Joker. Not in the sense that you would consider, you know, a your significant other. Um, he would be just as likely to throw her on a grenade to save himself as he would be to you know, run a heist with her. So, I mean, it was very, it was a very toxic, abusive relationship. And now we're seeing, uh, especially with uh, the launch of the Harley Quinn cartoon that came out, you know, a while ago now, um, season, is it season two? Three? three? Yes, we're up to season three now. Yep, season three uh, came out not too long ago, actually, uh, as Mm -hmm. of the time of recording. I mean, and, and that show kind of helps cement that Harley is her own person now. Harley's going to do what's best for Harley. She is strong, she's independent, and she don't need no Joker in her life. She she is not down with the clown. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she she has uh while she still maintains a lot of villainous tendencies, she's skirting that line. I included her because she is definitely at times skirting that line to anti-hero. I wouldn't say she's full blown gonna be inducted into the Justice League anytime soon. But at the same time, I don't think that she's going to, you know, be teaming up with Joker again, ever. Um, especially if they, they keep the way that they've been writing her the last several years. So I, I included her on as, I'll say, an honorable mention on my list. Because she's not fully hero yet, but she's doing a lot of the right things. Yeah. And, and it's Harley. <laughs> yeah, Harley's an interesting characterization as well, just because, I mean, uh, let's all, let's also admit that the, the the actresses that have played Harley Quinn in the, in the over the years have been fantastic. Obviously, oh, the debut, debut Arlene Sorkin, you know, the, it's the penultimate uh, Harley Quinn. It was just a fantastic performance. And they actually based a lot of Harley's uh, mannerisms and movements off of Arlene Sorkin. Yep, um, they did. Because they felt, they felt that she did such a fantastic job. Um, then uh, Tara Strong obviously took up the mantle of Harley, plays Harley quite a lot in video games and other media. Yep. Um, uh, then there, uh, 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 what's her name in the the, the Suicide Squad movies? Uh, her um, name escapes me right now. Um, but anyway. Oh my God. Um, yes, it escapes both of us at this point. Now um, we'll come back to that. Uh, the live action Harleys, you know, she she played. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, thank you. I, I literally, um, I have a picture of her in my mind. I go, I know who this is. I yes, know this Margot woman. Robbie, she did a decent job with oh, it. She, oh, you know, yeah, I, I loved her her presentation of it. Yeah, and then, um, you know, we had um, uh, uh, Kaylee Cuoco uh, playing as Harley in the the uh, the uh, HBO Max television series. Yep. So, you know, we've had a lot of really good representation. Oh, absolutely. And Harley's one of those characters as well that she's just, 
again, she's unhinged, but she isn't at the same time. Yeah. She, it's basically like if you took a free spirit and dialed it up to 14. I mean, pretty much. That's that's not inaccurate. Yeah. So, uh, but she's a fantastic character. And oh, I yeah. love Harley. She's a she's a, definitely a fan favorite. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. So, uh, speaking of fan favorites, oh. I'll uh, take one from my list uh, at right. this point. So, um, one that uh, everyone knows and loves, uh, Venom, the uh, often and very much often much maligned Venom, uh, the symbiote. <laughs> yes. Uh, the symbiote, uh, villain to to Spider Man. Oh, you, you mean the symbiote? Yeah, the symbiote. <laughs> I'm so uh, glad they changed that dialogue. Ugh. The trailer's yeah, like, it's a symbiote. Uh, you mean symbiote? Yeah. That's that's the word uh, you're looking for. Yeah, but uh, Venom, uh, you know, the symbiote fused with Eddie Brock with you know, kind of some of the first appearances. Um, obviously, the first real kind of appearance was the black suited Spider Man kind of, and which was a, a favorite um, uniform of, of Spider-Man's, but it really kind of made him un- unhinged. Yes. Um, uh, so, you know, once, once he left and, and fused with Eddie, then we kind of, then we got the, the classic venom that everybody knows and loves. Um, and then, you know, we started seeing various, you know, different variations. The symbiote jumped around quite a lot. It, it actually bonded with uh, Mac McGargan for a while um, with Scorpion. Yep. Um, and we had like a the scorpion venom hybrid, which was a, a menacing character. Very, yes. Oh, absolutely. Very, yeah, very, very evil character. Um, but then it kind of came uh, came about and and really kind of showed, um, you know, kind of some of his his more antihero tendencies. And the the venom movies that that came out recently definitely portray that. You know, Eddie yeah. Brock is is kind of an antihero. Um, not uh, not traditional uh, hero type. I mean, he eats people for crying out loud. I'm exactly. Um, I eat people. Right. Uh, so, but uh, then we have you know Agent Venom. Um, well, I, I liked Agent Venom. I mean, I know a lot of people were kind of eh about it. I thought it was a cool take on on Venom while still keeping it main continuity. No. Yeah, I did too. I I thought it was a great characterization. So. Um, and then obviously Venom was a member of the Thunderbolts as well, um, which we'd kind of talked about last time. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, he's a great character and I love the different ways that they're using him these days and not just as your, your, you know, almost spawn lookalike. Right. Um, <laughs> well, so... because they, they both came out pretty close to the same time, didn't they? Like, I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ian McFarlane also did. I mean, he's done his stints on I mean, different. Todd, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Sorry. I'm like, who uh, the yeah. heck is Ian McFarlane? Um, Not everybody yeah, famous is named Ian. Ian. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there is an Ian McFarlane, but um... <laughs> and there's a Seth McFarlane. Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what do you got? Well, uh, one that I have, and this is something I kind of alluded to at the top of the show, uh, Dr. Light mm. uh, um, of DC Comics fame. A, uh, this is one that it, technically the in name only did this person become a hero because the original Dr. Light, uh, and I won't get into some of the uh, more unsavory villainous things that that character has done. Uh, yeah, 
uh, but uh, died, and a new person, uh, a female actually, by the name of uh, Kimio Hoshi, took up the mantle of Dr. Light and actually became a hero under that same moniker. A very similar power set, um, was a member of the Justice League, so, I mean, you're talking, you know, going from the, you know, the worst of the worst villains to DC's premier powerhouse, you know, superhero team. That's a bit of a change. And like I said, this one's a little little bit different because, again, it is a villain-to-hero change in name only. It's not the same character. But it was still absolutely worth mentioning that you can still take an interesting concept, do a little bit of reworking on it, boom, you can go from a villain to a hero. And it works out. So. Yeah, and admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about... Um... Uh, Dr. Light, uh, or that persona of Dr. Light, anyway. I mo- know more about the nefarious uh, yeah. Dr. Light, so... Yes. Um, um, yeah, yeah we, there, we like won't... I said, there's there's some unsavory things that that Dr. Light did that we will not talk about. Right. Um, and they're all, uh, you know, the new Dr. Light's main nemesis was Dr. Wiley, um, for those of you that didn't know. Um <clears throat> I hate, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Uh, so, <sighs> so, all right. Well, moving on, um, we will go to our very last round here in this uh, discussion. So uh, I'm going to pick yet another fan favorite and probably one of the penultimate fan favorites. All right. Deadpool. I was hoping that would be on your list. Yes. Uh, everyone's favorite Merc with a Mouth, um, the witty, funny anti-hero known as Deadpool. Uh, Wade Wilson, uh, which was Marvel's play off of Deathstroke, uh, who is Slade Wilson. Yep. Um, you know, so it, they they wanted to, you know they were making a character completely under the the auspices of taking a jab at DC. Yeah. Um, but he's he's since moved into his own right and become his own thing. Absolutely. <laughs> in, in so much that he's you know a a crazy character, completely unhinged. Um, and he's made friends with some of the weirdest yes. people out there. You know, yes. one, you know, good friend to get a good friend to Cable. Like, really? Well, I, mean, people, well, I, think like, I think like Cable's probably the most mild one on that list. I mean, Deadpool right. was literally married to a queen of demons for a while. Um, like his 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 all time ultimate girl crush, Death herself. But yeah. since you know the whole thing with that is. They'll be together when he dies, but he can't. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. yeah, Deadpool, like, they they have done so much of that character, so much just weird stuff. I mean, there was, you know, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, which is a, a fantastic read. Um, there was Deadpool's super secret secret wars, um, where you actually find out that Deadpool is the reason that Spider-Man got the black suit. <laughs> Um, so which, which, I mean, it's, it's, it's great what they do. Um, I mean, Daredevil has a Daredevil. Wow. Deadpool has, has done it all. He has been with the X-Men. He's been, you know, teamed up with the Avengers. He has time traveled. He's gone to other universes. There's multiple versions of him. It's, that is a character who I don't think is going anywhere anytime soon. Except up. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. Or down. (laughs) <laughs> hey Deadpool is one of those interesting characters too in that he is so unhinged and psychotic he actually knows that he is in a comic book yeah 
And he fully acknowledges that he is in a comic book. So if you ever read Deadpool comic books, you notice his speech bubbles are always a different color because that is supposed to signify as well that his knowledge, his knowledge of the fact that he knows that he is in a comic book. And he calls that out quite a lot. There's only a few characters that actually know that. I believe Loki is actually another one. Uh, Because of some of his magic, I I think Doctor Strange at one point knew and She-Hulk actually knows, which is going to be interesting because... Uh, in the, the upcoming She-Hulk show, one of the trailers they put out, she looks directly at the camera and talks to the audience, and you see Hulk in the background going, trying to figure out who she's talking to. So right. it's it's fourth wall breaking is something that not a lot of the characters... Deadpool's probably the most well-known for it, um, but there are other characters because of, you know, cosmic or mystical levels of awareness are aware that there is something more. But, I mean, Deadpool... There are some comics where most of it, he's talking to the the reader. Right. And then obviously we have the Deadpool movies famously played by Ryan Reynolds, who does. I I literally cannot think of anyone else who could play Deadpool other than Ryan Reynolds. Right. Not only is he he physically in the shape that he needs to be for Deadpool, but he, I mean, that is literally his personality. I mean, like he is Deadpool. Well, I mean, and what's funny is he really got into the character of Deadpool when he originally played Deadpool for the terrible uh, X-Men Origins movie. Yep. Um, and, you know, he started reading the Deadpool comics then to kind of understand the character and fell in love with it and then wanted to, you know, continue doing that. And so what's interesting is Ryan Reynolds very much had that personality before he ever yep. really got into Deadpool. Yep. So, well, I mean, one thing that's kind of funny is, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but there was a, a Deadpool comic where he gets his cancer cured, and like, so his regenerative powers, you know, get rid of all the tumors and make him look normal, and somebody goes, anyone ever told you you look a lot like Ryan Reynolds? And so it's, it's just been kind of a running gag that, you know, Sam Jackson looks like Nick Fury, and Deadpool looks like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. You look like an and avocado had thing. sex with an older, uglier avocado. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously, you know, there, there's the 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 fourth wall breaking goes so far in the in the movies as to, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds appearing as himself while accepting the role of Green Lantern. Yep. Um, you know, Deadpool making fun of himself by saying, please don't make the suit green or CGI. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of tongue in cheek with Deadpool. There's yep. just so much fun to watch. and listen Absolutely. To. Absolutely. So. One, one of uh, my all-time favorite Marvel characters. Yes. All right, what do you got for our last so one? Let's make it a good one. Well, for my final one, this is one that was just so bizarre when they said, when DC said they were going to do it that it deserves a, li- a list on here. We're all familiar with, especially from the uh, newer Suicide Squad movie, we're all familiar with Starro the Conqueror. Do you know about his son, Jaro the Robin? That's right, one of Starro's spawn wanted to be better than his dad, wanted to do right, wanted Batman to be his dad, so he became a Robin. That is one of the Robins that we did not mention on our list all the way back in season one, or no, it was, or was that season two? In an earlier episode, we talked about Batman and all of his Robins, and Jaro was not, so I would like to apologize to everybody that watched, watched or listened to that episode, Jaro was one of Batman's Robins. And it literally is a tiny alien starfish with a big eye in the middle of it, dressed as Robin. I... So that those a because I mean all, all of the the spawns of Jaro are or Starro excuse me have the potential to become another Starro. So this is 
by technicality, a villain turned hero. <laughs> You've had two of those on this list. You know, most cheating. You know uh, what? Uh, I mean, it is what it is, Ian. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but you know, in that regard, I'm going to throw in one honorable mention. Okay, for you. okay, okay. And I will throw in my honorable mention of one uh, uh, intergalactic biker known as Lobo. See, I, I wanted to put Lobo on here, but I mean, it's. I like Lobo. Don't get me wrong. I love Lobo. I wish that Macho Man Randy Savage could have done his voice for all of eternity. Um, because he, or, or either him or Hulk Hogan, because he is very much supposed to be one of those two guys. But I mean, at the end of the day, the main man is going to do what the main man wants to do as long as there's a paycheck. Good, bad, doesn't matter. He's the guy with the gun and baseball bat and uh... rocket launcher. And motorcycle. And chains. And chains. And hooks. I and mean, hooks. he's just got a lot of weapons. <laughs> and a daughter. Y yes, he does. Yeah, Yes, he does have a daughter. Crush. Hmm? Who yes. becomes a member of the Teen Titans, I believe. Correct. I believe we actually covered that a little bit on an earlier episode. I, but... You know what? We did, actually. We did. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh... I think that'll actually do it for us uh, for tonight. Right. We've been through our lists. And, I think uh, so. Yeah, if you obviously want to know about uh, other heroes turned villains, you're welcome to look at the internet or post in the comments and uh, give us some more ideas for uh, for ones to talk about. We're always willing to listen to our uh, loyal viewer. Um, so we would... I like uh, how you said that... viewer singular there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we know you're out there and we appreciate you. Um <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, I think that'll do it for us. So we'll go ahead and wrap up for here. As always, we thank you for joining us and listening to Non-Sequitur Nerds. Uh, you can catch us on our sponsor platform, Anchor.fm, which is fed out by Spotify. Uh, you can catch us on social media, Facebook.com slash Non-Sequitur Nerds, Twitter at Non-Sequitur Nerd, uh, YouTube.com slash Non-Sequitur Nerds, and occasionally, as in never, Twitch.tv slash Non-Sequitur Nerds. And, of course... Uh, you can now catch the live, uh, not necessarily live, but the uh, recorded videos of us uh, doing this on both YouTube.com and Spotify uh, in the Spotify videos. Yeah, so, you can. Uh, yes. Uh, so again, thank you. And I think we'll go ahead and call it a night. Thanks. Uh, so. so as always, uh, for the non-sequitur nerds, I am Ian. And that, of course, is... I'm Tim. Night, everybody.